Brendan Urich, uh, CEO of Electric Royalties, a uh, mining royalty company really set to take advantage of the transition to clean energy uh, by buying royalties on the mines that are going to supply uh, the metals required uh, for a clean energy future. Uh, so we've got a portfolio of 18 royalties to date. Uh, been public for a little bit over a year and a half now, um, about $2 million cash in the bank and uh, no debt, very tight uh, shareholder group. and. Um, uh, promising uh, 2022 ahead. Well, I, 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 the, the thesis and the thematic is still holding strong for you guys by the sounds of it, looking at the uh, number of press releases on the deals that you're doing. It's possibly, possibly your only defense of back from gold royalties. You seem to be snapping up everyone in the market at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I think their name's probably going to preclude them from us for a little bit. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, uh, I was checking into it just in the last month for just kind of interest. But over the last... 10 year period, if you look at the annual price returns for gold, um, you know, the max annually was uh, 25%. And you look at just this year, you know, we're right now heavy lithium in our portfolio. Lithium prices were up 400% last year, right? Uh, tin prices are up 100%. Cobalt prices were up 75%. Um, you know, so the, the price upside is, uh, I think it's a bit of a different beast than you might see you know, the precious metal space. It, it is indeed. In fact, you know, I think, I think what I want to get out today for Camp Brandon is to just try and understand where this thing's going. Obviously, we, we were there, you know, the early days when you just, just started off, did a few, uh, deals which kind of people are looking at, well, that's sort of interesting structuring there, but a lot more kind of conventional deals now. But I, the, the kind of headline which kind of popped out at me, um, was the first royalty cash flow. Not a big number, but the point is, it started, right? Yeah, well, that one, <laughs> exactly. The first one's a tough one to get. Uh, you know, I think we were very creative in how we, we finance that to, to minimize dolution. You know, really let us go after a first tier asset uh, as a small company without having to, you know, bet the farm on any one asset. Um, you know, cash flow is, is important. You know, I think if you look at how we kind of put this together, last year there was a lot of milestones we wanted to get. Getting our first cash flow royalty was definitely one of them. Um, but, you know, we were still building it out in terms of satisfying the business plan. You know, we wanted to get exposure to all of our target commodities, um, you know, especially at this early stage. We wanted to do really a creative deal. So that's where you're going to see a lot of value being unlocked this year, where we got in, you know, just before they put out their PDA and, and everyone can kind of sense the economics, you know. But those are ones where, you know, you're paying maybe one million in shares like we did on a couple of our deals. But, you know, over the next five years, you know, you're expecting that to turn into something where, you're expecting maybe three million US annually <laughs> to start paying back to you. So those deals are very, very freedom. And so, you know, we wanted to get exposure to all of our target commodities, you know, get our first cash flow and kind of, you know, knock that out so that we have our business plan, right? Our goal is to stay diversified across all these commodities. You know, we don't want to bet um, where battery chemistries are going to go, uh, what new technologies might disrupt supply. You know, we wanted to have exposure to all nine. And so we're, you know, closing in on, we just still got a knockoff tin, but definitely in, in the cards. And then from here now, it's kind of more exciting. Now there's really going to be more about getting back to cash flow. Um, you know, how do we kind of get to that next size? And I look at our portfolio right now. We did, we just clicked our uh, middle test zinc royalty uh, about four or five months ago now. Um, zinc prices are already up 25% since we've acquired that. Uh, and, you know, we do have an option to increase that uh, ownership up to 50% alongside Sprott. So, you know, that would be looking at around 1.25 million a year royalty revenue once uh, once they ramp up, uh, get over some of the COVID delays. And then we've got our graph model royalty uh, in our portfolio. You know, that was already producing for 30 months continuously, uh, shut down, you know, because of COVID restrictions in the country of Madagascar. Uh, but they've come out just, you know, in the last month, said they want to bring that back online at double the production capacity. 
uh, that they had previously. So, you know, uh, it's not that hard to do really in the graphite space for, for kind of a modest capex, you can do that. Um, so, you know, we're looking at that potentially starting to pay off in the middle of this year. And that could be around US 1 million a year uh, in royalty revenue back to us. So, you know, just between that and our zinc royalty, we're kind of cash flow positive, right? So, um, you know, just that's nice. Uh, and then we also have our uh, OJ lithium royalty, uh, which is uh, steadily advancing towards production as well. Uh, operator Sonoma Mining did uh, complete the acquisition of the Canada Lithium Mine, which sits right next door to the OJ project. Um, really, the plan is to ramp up ore from that uh, to ramp up production at the mine. And so, you know, that we could be looking at production coming in as early as, you know, kind of 2023. And again, we're looking at somewhere in the range of about uh, US 1 million a year. So, you know, there's a good eyesight just on our current portfolio to have kind of three royalties coming in production over the next uh, two years here. Uh, Bissett Creek could be shortly after that. Um, there's exciting stuff going on with the operator there, Northern Graphite. But, you know, beyond that, I think we've really got a fantastic uh, development portfolio that, you know, if you look five years out, we see our current portfolio getting to that 20 million free cash flow, um, you know, just as these are progressed by third parties, right? At no cost to us. So, so it, it, there's a lot, lot going on there and a lot of information for people to digest. And I think that's possibly one of the difficult things about royalty companies is trying to send all the different moving parts. But so just, just summarize for me, in terms of the um, near-term revenue that you're expecting in the next couple of years, what, what that total up? What, what do you, what, what is yeah, that Yeah, so we're on two and a half million. I would say, you know, if we and if it's Creek, you know, call it two and a half, a little bit further up, but that'd be another million on top of that. Right. So, okay. You know, two and a half, three, three and a half million bucks. Yeah. Right. Okay. And since and that's we that's going out there and acquiring anything, you know, in the interim, this is just from our current portfolio. Well, that, that's where I want to go, right? Because you know, um, I think you had a good start. Um, you know, beginning of the year, you were sort of. Mid mid twenties have been as high as sort of mid fifties, and you're sort of where you were when we last spoke around sort of you know high thirties, right? Nearly nearly 40, 40 cents, yeah. right? So the share price at uh, the second half of the year has been kind of flat-ish, right? You're of a certain size, you're doing deals, got some sight line of sight towards revenue in the next couple of years, right? And then you know a, a, a nice number, but do do you think that because you know, the thematic is such a strong one that the, com the companies in that space, whether with the coffers, the, the nickels, the lithiums, the whatever multitude of other, other commodities that fit your uh, mandate, they're going to find it easier to find money. Are they going to be rushing off to um, sign a royalty deals with companies like you going forward? Do you expect the flow of deals to Increase, decrease. I mean, what, how, how do you, how do you play it in this marketplace with the competition for yeah, well, money? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. Like, I do expect that uh, competition is going to increase. Um, you know, we we have all, a lot of deal flow. You know, access to deal flow is not really our our issue. And I know there's a lot of money out there looking to get into this space um, that just doesn't seem to be able to you know find deal flow. Uh, I think that's just bit of a learning experience, you know, as, as new money is trying to come into this space. So competition definitely is going to, you know, rise, but royalty as a alternative financing mechanism is a fantastic uh, financing mechanism for both the company um, and for investors. And so, you know, I, I expect that royalties are going to come to play a bigger role, uh, quite frankly, in financing in the sector. Um, you know, and I think there's a, that potential uh, just because you have these kind of higher value added products on the back line. You can afford a larger royalty, um, you know, in a lot of these mines. Uh, and this is, you know, double digit growth, right? Expected across all these metals as we move forward. So there's going to be more projects out there. You know, this really is still kind of day one, you know, despite where prices have already jumped up, you know, where they have. 
uh, we really just started going on this whole uh, clean energy transition. So, you know, I think there's, because it's royalties, there's always going to be an argument, uh, you know, a place for us to fit in uh, on deals. That's one of the things I love most about it. We can fit ourselves into pretty much any deal, um, you know, whether they already have debt or equity, you know, we're a good piece to just kind of uh, fill around that. And so, you know, royalties are always going to be around, I think. Uh, I'm not too worried about that. As far as us, you know, and having deal flow, there's a lot of good opportunities. The nice thing about having nine different target commodities, you know, is even in a broader energy theme, uh, theme where it's a, you know, a bull market, uh, some of those commodities are going to fall out of favor intermittently. You know, there's going to be many trials between uh, each of them. So we can kind of go back and forth, you know, and say like, okay, copper's had a great run, but you know, there'll be a time where copper gets, you know, has its, uh, you know, lack of love as well at some point in time. Exactly. So, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of fun part is we can kind of bounce around between each of these different commodities, you know, really depending on the market. Uh, you know, and the other thing that was kind of strange to be honest was existing world dealers, guys that had royalties when those companies had all the equity in the world. So lithium, you know, went through the roof. Uh, guys who held existing lithium royalties were looking to sell and they were, you know, relatively priced. Uh, you know, so you can kind of bounce back and forth between directly approaching these companies, um, you know, approaching guys who have these royalties, um, you know, and just kind of flipping through each of these commodities, uh, whether they're, they're kind of relative low or, or high in the cycle. So lots of opportunity out there. Okay. And, and with regards to, uh, and, and I understand that. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think, you know, also, you know, investors in these companies don't mind companies allocating you know royalties. You know, um, selling selling royalties and NSRs on, on the projects at certain stages of, of the company's life. You know, less so at other stages. But um, you know, I guess that they're a nice challenge for the companies involved. But for you guys, your thirty million market cap. You've done some deals, some you know interesting structures, etc. But you would need to go and raise some capital to do more of these transactions. How, how, what's the landscape look like and the, you know, you, you feel your ability to go and actually raise capital to actually go and do deals? And, and if so, will your deals start looking just a little bit, well, apart from the zinc deal, but they're mostly of a certain size. They're a little bit small on the smaller size. You need, you need to kind of up, yeah, up the size yeah, of these things, so, right? Yeah. Well, and so, you know, that kind of goes to the point. I knew we weren't going to get all the credit in the world for some of the deals we did, um, you know, towards the end of the year, but those are going to be very creative deals. Uh, I expect that you know, everybody's going to start to understand exactly what we did. Um, as we move forward here, there's a lot of money going into those assets. You know, we know like the lithium space, we picked up a few great lithium royalties last year, you know, right ahead of where uh, economics are coming out. And we've got a very good exposure. So, so we know what these lithium projects should look like, you know, uh, how, how much money it's going to take to kind of get there. And so, you know, it's our skill set really going in and getting those a bit earlier. But um, uh, yeah, look, I mean, we've been very good about spending cash versus, you know, the deal size. I mean, uh, that zinc deal was, you know, seventeen half million dollar deal. Our cash cost was two hundred fifty thousand. Um, you know, a lot of our deals we've been doing are, are mostly shared or all shares deals where uh, guys are excited to get our equity and, and gain exposure to, you know, the rest of our portfolio as well. So it lets us kind of uh, get a bit of a bet, uh, better deal. Um, you know, when we're negotiating things. Um, you know, so look, I, I don't think we necessarily need to uh, raise a lot of money. Do we have the capability? That's really changing. You know, I've had a lot of groups offer us money. Um, you know, for me, I don't want to do anything that's at worse terms than our last financing. <laughs> you know, so uh, we've had equity facilities. You know, we've had debt facilities. Uh, I've kind of said many times I don't want to take on debt, so we've got five or six different sources of cash flow. Uh, but there's now big private equity funds and groups definitely that are reaching out. 
Um, like I said, there's a lot more money that's coming to look at this space. How do we get into it? And there's very few groups out there that have kind of our experience, you know, at this point in time, um, navigating all these different commodities and, and the royalty space, being able to put new deals together. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not something that historically has been maybe a strong suit, but I think we're in the right space, we're in the right time. Um, and I do see a lot more money kind of trying to find its way uh, to us one way or another. Okay. So you, you, I think you'd say you, you've, le- you've learned along the way as well, because when you, when you started off, the, you know, we, we talked previously about the exp- experience of the management team in terms of the transaction or sitting on the, pr- you know, on the um, principal side, et cetera. You, you've learned a few things along the way through doing deals, through experience, get it. You also used the phrase that I wasn't quite sure what you mean. We don't necessarily want or need to 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 raise capital. So what does what does it say about um, your ambition here? So I'm trying to understand because you could kind of sit back now and go, we've got some good stuff coming up. We'll we'll see this deliver over the next few years. You've got to do deals. You've got to keep the growth story going. So how how do you fund that? Yeah, well, yeah. So we're going to have to do you know uh, another financing here at some point in time uh, right. because we do want to keep up that growth. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, okay. so um, that's really yeah. So that's really the thing, you know. I mean, theoretically, we get batten down the hatches right now. Wait for our cash flow royalties to just you know take us all the way through and and sit on our portfolio. But uh, I think that'd be really giving up our first mover advantage that we have right now, uh, where we are picking up royalties that you know I think quite frankly are going to be worth five, ten times as much, um, you know, a year, two years, three years from now. Uh, so yeah, that that's really the only thing holding us back. I mean, we are looking at. Uh, you know, obviously a strategic investor uh, would be kind of a, a top priority, you know, bringing in a private equity fund for um, not having somebody just for this, you know, kind of top things up, but to have somebody there for bigger deals as we move forward. Um, you know, looking at things like equity facilities where we have some control on, on when we want to draw it down uh, so we don't have to, you know, dilute all up front um, and can kind of manage that a bit. Uh, you know, and if, and if we are successful, go ahead and get a couple more producing royalties here, you know, in the next three to six months. We would we would look at debt, you know, at that point, um, okay. for sure. Yeah, so, we're, we're, minimizing the- what's the more immediate um, um, target for you? Because obviously, if we, I look back at the MTM um, zinc royalty deal, right, which, which you had to bring Sprott in to kind of manage the the the, 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 the structure of the financing for. But you've kind of got to claw back your ability to kind of um, buy, buy back some of that deal. Is that the priority for you, given what we're seeing with zinc prices and uh, obviously, you know, they, they are they are delivering. On, on, on that front so is that number yeah, one priority for uh, you or is that somewhere else down, further down the line it's further down the line you know in my opinion right now we still got five months on it um you know that's a lot of option value to see how things work out uh, between now and then and so yeah it's not necessarily a priority but that will start to kind of take more center stage in the next uh you know three four months out i would i would definitely start to put my attention towards that um you know at the end of the day we're going to have to uh pay four and a half million dollars if we want to execute that option um, you know, that said, if we don't ex- execute it on this year, we still have an option to do that next year. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll kind of play that a little bit more by year as we get to it. But no, right now we are focused on some new deals. Um, you know, we have time, like I said, it's so we'll, we'll take that time and just kind of wait and see how things work out. Okay. So and what, what, what do new deals look like in terms of its size being and, pro- and profile? You know, are you upping the game here? Do you want to deploy more capital per, per deal? Well, we're looking, uh, yeah, I try and be uh, creative and everything that we do because sure. uh, you can say a little bit pollution when you're this size of company it means a big it makes a big difference you know so we are definitely looking at doing some creative transactions um but yeah we're going to start up you know upping the game uh for sure i mean as we get bigger uh that was the, probably the toughest thing is trying to stay diversified as you grow when you're only a you know we started as a 15 10 million dollar company right so 
Um, it's very hard to, to find deals that you know that let you do that. Uh, uh, you know, but definitely as we as we start to keep growing here, um, you know, I would love to double the size of our portfolio this year if we can, and and um, you know, so a lot of those deals, you know, will, will probably be on the smaller end. Uh, but definitely, we're looking at deal sizes now that we're out of reach. Uh, you know, previously over the last kind of year and a half. But it's, but can can you do that? Can you operate down down that? This end with the smaller deals, obviously with longer return profile and you know less less certainty, but uh, by, by by definition, uh, and, and survive because most shareholders of most royalty companies always ask us to ask the same questions, which is, you know, will the deals get bigger? Will that you know, obviously the creative creative nature is you know how companies define those things and yeah. and whether so, you're overpaying well, or, or or underpaying is again defined differently by the different companies. They all seem to claim the same things, but. Do you, do you think that you want and prefer to operate down here at this at this smaller deal size, or have you got again that that ambition, or, or or do you see it as a useful thing to start doing these bigger deals? Yeah, well, like I would say, uh, you know, my background I've worked on some very big deals in my time, and so you know, those are always exciting. Um, you know, I think and the market appreciates those, right? That's what everybody gets, you know, and they can understand size, and you know, oh, they got a big operator that this. You know, and so those deals, uh, I don't mind doing those deals. I like them. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to get bigger uh, sizes and definitely shouldn't be your kind of main uh, target, but it is important. It lets you do different things. It brings, you know, more access to capital to really fund that growth. Um, you know, that said, personally, I do really love these kind of smaller end deals and because there's a strategic imperative that you don't see in the gold space, right? You know, when guys are going out and they're, they're doing this in uh, gold exploration, there's gold everywhere. <laughs> there's gold up in those hills. There's gold up in those hills. You know, when you look at our portfolio and, and our manganese royalty, you know, it's the only manganese district in North America being developed in the EV space. I think there's going to be a little bit more of a strategic imperative, you know, the back deposit versus uh, <laughs> the one that doesn't exist, uh, you know, coming to production. So there's, there's more strategic, I think, imperative for a lot of these. You know, if we look at a lot of our lithium royalties in and around, the only producing lithium mine in Canada, right? There's only one. Uh, producing lithium mine in Canada. I don't know exactly how many gold mines, but um, you know, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot more than that. And so, you know, I think there's uh, that strategic kind of imperative that you don't see necessarily in the gold space. That you're going to see a lot more for these metals because we need these metals. We need a lot more of them. Um, you know, and they don't just uh, they don't occur everywhere, uh, and we don't have a multitude. You know, especially when you look at domestic sources of supply. Um, you know, which is again kind of our focus, looking at. Uh, what, what what deposits out there could supply Australia, Europe, North America, and all the plants and gigafactories that are under construction there. And so when you look at that, you know, you might be getting in a little bit earlier, but it's the only one, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, so I like those because I just kind of see it as, it's a little bit kind of safer bet because you have that, you know, strategic part and, you know, it's going to be <laughs> the most advanced one there. Uh, so if you're getting a little bit earlier, uh, you know, it's not, um, it's not as, it's different, I would say, than, than just doing stuff from gold exploration, where um, you know that stuff can sit there for a long, long time. We're not seeing a lot of competition for you, really, and I don't, I don't know what to read into that. I don't want to, do I go? They're truly contrarian, and they called the market early, and people haven't worked it out yet, or people go, that's not a space I, I think I can do well in. So, how, how, how are you reading well, it? Because obviously, uh, at, these, at these prices, it looks like genius. If they sustain, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I've been wondering myself too. And, you know, we were first, the first thing that we actually tried when uh, we went around to all the other royalty groups, um, you know, who are sitting all the major ones, you know, and they're sitting on some royalties that like nickel and 
uh, stuff that they have no idea what they're what they have. You know, they have pre-feasibility stage projects and exploration and. You know, the sense that I got was, you know, we don't know anything about nickel. We don't want to know anything about nickel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, never mind getting into graphite. But, you know, there's not that many people in the world who space. It's you know, fairly big in terms of size. But when you only need 25 people to run a $25 billion company, there's not that many people out there, uh, you know, in the space. And primarily, it's all been people focused on precious metals. So I think that's just where, you know, a lot of the experiences, a lot of that kind of knowledge. Um, you know, it's not, it's, and it's definitely harder, you know, <laughs> nine different commodities and I kind of, you know, ever-changing environment. But, you know, for me, I love that. That's where the opportunity is. Um, you know, we don't have a huge amount of competition right now and stuff. So uh, pricing for us, is, you know, I kind of calculated it about one-tenth, you know, if you look at what we paid on our portfolio, to some of the prices in the, the precious metal space. But I know that all those guys in the precious metal space are wondering what we do next because um, they're banging their head against the wall, you know, all trying to compete over the very thin, you know, pipeline of opportunities they have. Um, and prices have just kind of gone through the roof. So, you know, I expect that they're going to, you know, they're looking around already. What do we do? Um, I think a few more groups are going to start to, you know, look at what we're doing and, and probably join in. Well, let's let's uh, let's see how the market pans out um, th this year. Um, what are the what are the moments this year we should be looking for in 2022 from you guys? Yeah, well, look, I think a lot of catalysts coming on our current portfolio. Uh, last year, operators raised about 150 million dollars uh, to invest in our assets, most of which is actually earmarked for investment this year. Um, so we're expecting economics to come out on our manganese uh, deposit. I love this you know, project, uh, but we're expecting that'll showcase about five to six million a year in royalty revenue back to us, um, somewhere in the 35 to 40 year mine life, uh, you know, once in production. And so, you know, that PA sounds early, but the metal are just super advanced. You know, they've been working on that for about three and a half years. So that PA, I think, you know, we'll get some value. Hopefully people start to recognize what we have there. Um, we, we're expecting economics to come out on two of our lithium assets. We picked up very cheaply last year. You know, pre kind of prices going up 400%. Um, and we're expecting economics to come out where, you know, they're showcasing again, kind of two and a half, three and a half million each um, in royalty revenue back to us once in production. Uh, the operators of those raised 40 million just in November alone. So there's a ton of money going into our assets. Um, you know, we've got work really coming across most of our portfolio next year. There's about eight assets that we have uh, major updates coming on. Um, you know, we're expecting Graphmata to make some progress getting back into production here over the next kind of six, 12 months. Uh, we should definitely get a more uh, definitive timeline of when OCHA should come into production in 2023 um, as well. And, uh, you know, so we're excited to see that just kind of unfold. Uh, but definitely, like I said, I mean, my goal would be to double the size of our portfolio this year. Uh, we really started to ramp up our, you know, the deals that we start to do at the end of the year there. And so uh, it's going to be an exciting, this will be the, you know, our best year yet. And it's only two and a half years in, but uh, uh, definitely a year to, to look forward to.